Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko. This is Bard's Eye View, the podcast, and we're going to be looking at episode nine of season one of Xena Warrior Princess, Death in Chains. Oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> oh my that, god. That must take four or five I of think the it intro. Was five or six. Like, she does the same intro every week. Yeah. Why does she fuck it up so often? <laughs> You guys have no idea how often she fucks up the intro because I've only included it in the blooper reel once. <laughs> that, that's about to change. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Oh my god. Uh, Some blooper dear. reel at the end of this episode, lads. <laughs> need, it, need its own separate podcast. Yeah. Um, so de- death, death in Chains, we're, we're um, kind of getting on for halfway through the, the series and it's kind of hitting its stride, I think, now. Through um, season one. I mean, you say that so, as if there aren't any going to be any terrible episodes anymore, but I'm pretty sure there are. Oh no, there are. There are going to be some absolute stinkers, but I think I don't think this is one of them. I think I think this no, one this, is, this right. is quite a good one. And we've actually got gods and warlords and kings. It's a triple whammy. <laughs> good this point. episode. Good Had point. You spotted? Actually, yeah. 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 So so the gods. Well, let, let's start. Let's start with the king because we 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 open. We open uh, with, with a shot King of Sisyphus. Dracula's castle. Oh, I was going to say, um, Google images show me dark Disney World. A <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, castle, castle in the rain doesn't doesn't really matter. Just indicates some sort of kingliness. Um, yeah. So we're so we're in the castle of King Sisyphus. Yep. Who and actually, I I noted down he's telling his daughter, and then I had to go back and cross it out. He's telling his wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> awkward. Um, so his, his wife has said, "Sisyphus, only a fool would challenge the guards this way." Uh, he's he's very smug, um, and he says, "Don't don't worry, my dear. He's he's taken care of everything. What he hasn't taken care of is his facial hair. He, <laughs> he has that abysmal combination." Of um, a beard and no moustache. I, d- I don't like it. No. I didn't look at him. I don't as, like it. I guess I, don't, just, I guess I didn't look at him as closely as you did. But, well, once I'm, again... I'm watching on a 21-inch screen, I guess, up here. 21-inch? Well, yeah. I'm watching on a 55-inch screen, but from significantly further away. Oh, well, I'm watching it on my, on my Mac, you see. Oh, I'm watching it on TV, so... Fun, little insights there. Insights listener. into our lives. Into, yeah. I know that you were interested and excited. Into the process. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and what I should have been doing is taking notes in my notebook yes. while watching it. But once again, I was eating lunch instead. I was eating food instead. Um, bit of a rush job watching the episode this week because I had to actually leave the house and go to my place of employment. <laughs> what? That's outrageous. It is outrageous. Is outrageous. It is actually. I've not done that. This is the first day, this first time all year I've done that. <laughs> when was the last time you, you, you went in? 22nd of December, last day of, last day of term, mm. last before Christmas. So, mm. yeah, long, long I, I've, not, time I've not been in for a, for a whole year now. I know. I just passed the, just passed the one year mark. Lazy bit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so yeah, there's more in, more insight into the process. You what? Yet more insight into the process. I said. Oh yes, yeah. Um, so we know that Sisyphus is is up to something, and he, he's a he's a smug kind of ah, he's tricksy, a tricksy, tricksy little hobbit. Fella. So he is. Um, <laughs> 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 he's obviously so he he's a a real guy from Greek mythology, which I probably everyone's he heard of him, right? Everyone, well, he's uh, one of those. Um, Greek myths, who's entered um, the English language uh, yeah, as an adjective, a Sisyphean task. Yeah, like yeah. Um, basically, that, that's what I've got next term when we come back to school <laughs> to yeah. try and get everyone through their assessments. Um, it's a, a task that can never quite be completed. No, actually, that's that marking. Sense. That's being an English teacher and, and marking. There is yeah. no end. <laughs> there is no end. I've never had an end. In my 14, 15 years, I've never, never shall actually we, had no marking to do. Hmm, interesting. No, shall let's... we talk more about? No, should we talk more about the episode than about your job? No, my friend Goblin said no, okay. that she would listen to you and I talk shite about anything. So I'm yeah, going to test your, that. Your theory. job? No, your <laughs> job is also Goblin's job. So this, this oh, yeah, is probably more point. interesting to Goblin than it is to anyone else. Stop it. Other people um, care about me, Flam, even if you don't. Well, 
Citation needed. Um, <laughs> back back to the episode. Uh, someone approaches, and fairly unmistakably, it's death because she's she's floating. Uh, it's kind of drifting um, through through the castle. Yeah, she's been she's got a lovely, lovely on long... a little dolly track. Oh yeah, on a little dolly. Yeah. Um, she's got a lovely beeswax candle, which I would say is probably from John Lewis or somewhere. That's the that's the level of quality mm. we're talking about. Well, New Zealand John um, Lewis. What's yeah, the New Zealand equivalent of John Lewis, Flam? I don't know. Right in, right in, people. I was um, relying on you and your I've lived in New Zealand knowledge. I, well, I see, I'd, I'd have got my candles from the warehouse, the mm. warehouse where everyone gets a bargain. Is, is that the, like the, the New Zealand equivalent thing. of the range? No, it's kind of, well, it's kind of like Woolworths, so yes. For those so of yes, you who remember Woolworths. So yes, then, to be honest, because <coughs> okay. the range is basically like yeah. Woolworths. Anyway, okay. sorry, this is really boring, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we're off to a flying start. I God. do apologise, listeners. Friend, take notes next time, take because that avoids okay. all this. Well, I was going to tell yeah. you about the myth of the myth of King Sisyphus because I've done some research, mythological research. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Um, so I didn't really know any. I didn't remember anything about Sisyphus apart from the rolling the stone up the hill and it then it falls down to the bottom again and you have to roll it up again thing. But the reason that yeah. he ended up there was because of. Uh, believe it or not, tricking death and chaining death up so that no one could ever die. Indeed. Who would have thought Indeed. that this was actually genuinely the myth? The only difference is that mm. um, this character, Celesta, they've invented for the for Xena because she's not um, she's not a Greek god. Uh, the is she not hi- historically accurate? No, she's not. the The Greek personification of death was a a character called Thanatos, or probably more yes. likely pronounced Thanatos. In the Greek, mm. um, which I sp- presume is where Marvel Cinematic Universe gets Thanos from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Deathy, and it was a dude, not a girl. Is that is that the end of the myth? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Okay. You happy now? Uh, thank Thank you for myth section. Okay. Um, <laughs> Why have you not done my jingle yet? <laughs> Do my jingle. What was your jingle? <laughs> oh yeah, my, yeah, your myth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm I'm loath to do it because I I've I've done one that. Um, for soulmate of the week and you and you refuse to use it no i'm gonna so. use it in this episode oh cool good yeah so um, i want anyway so i de- want death, death mythological is... jingle that's what i want well there you go you can <laughs> you can sample that <laughs> <laughs> death is drifting through the castle purposefully heading towards um sisyphus uh she's stopped by a badly dubbed soldier who promises her a good time instead um, but before he knows it, he has literally no time left at all because she lays a hand on him and he he drops dead. Seems like the best um, quite time, reasonably best time that you could ever have with a man. <laughs> uh, so the other guards scarper in fear. Wow, quite, that last sound is so fake. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm known for my laugh. Yeah, you fake laugh. Anyway, we we. <laughs> We 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 cut back to, to to see Sisyphus enjoying a nice smorgasbord, and um, death death knocks loudly on the door, much more loudly than you'd expect from a, a woman who like it doesn't even have footsteps. Mm. And he he opens the door and and says, "We've been expecting you," in pretty much that pretty much that tone. Yeah. Now I've got so a she question. Says, actually. Basically, oh yeah, go on. Well, we see her in this very episode like teleporting across the room when she can't be bothered walking. Why, so why does she bother does knocking? She bother knocking? Why does she go through the whole castle? Why not just appear yeah. where she where she needs to be? For narrative reasons. For narrative so we know reasons, that yeah. t- so so that we know that touching her leads to deathliness. Yeah. And like uh, anyway, I think well, that's why. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Anyway, so so we established this is Celeste. She brings death. She basically is death. Um, Sisyphus, who who has taken care of everything, my dear, invites her to dine with them and sample my earthly delights. <coughs> Ew. Yeah. Um. Inexplicably, she she kind of rolls her eyes and says, oh, "All right then," but but after that, no funny business. We've got it. Still got to do it. But so why she? accepts the invitation of a known trickster i i do not know mm. um so she sits in this big suspicious chair and is immediately captured by 
smoke and mirrors and some automatic manacles that that he's he's rigged. So Sisyphus captures death. Dun dun dun. Da, 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 da. Then we cut to Zena and Gabrielle walking through the interminable forest of ancient New Greaseland. It's in every episode. <laughs> All they do is walk through forests. But this time it's an orchard. <laughs> oh yeah, it's actually it's an orchard. Yeah, it's not a forest. Oh, I, I take a, it. I take it back. This is cultivated land, uh, and she sees a couple of uh, heterosexuals picking apples for each other. Which is, uh, that's a thing, isn't it? Isn't that an ancient Greek courting ritual or yeah, something? Yeah, apples, apples have some significance. Yeah, you toss an apple to your beloved I and haven't... if they catch it, then they, then you have to marry them or something. Something like that. Sort there's, of like, there's a lot of apple stuff, isn't there? Sort of reminds me of um, the thing that they do in Chinese New Year in Penang. I don't know if they do it anywhere else in the world, hmm. uh, where um, all the women throw a mandarin out into the sea and the men have to go and get in a little boat and try and scoop up a mandarin to find oh, okay. to to find and then find the women that it belongs to. I I genuinely interpreted that in in my head as you were saying as they they throw a mandarin into the sea and I thought what what's Amanda done? <laughs> <laughs> in order for that to work I would have to pronounce Amanda like an English person. <laughs> And stick an R on the end for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's the first thing we notice about about Gabrielle this week? Yeah, she's in a different outfit. Now, why? This is a bit of a continuity error because this is the outfit that she starts wearing after meeting the Amazons and getting yes. a makeover. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she doesn't meet them until next week. And when we see her next week, yeah, at the start of the episode, she's going to be in her old frumpy outfit. Um, but yeah. you know, so we we don't we don't worry about that too much at this stage because we haven't seen that and we don't know that we we just think oh she's finally changed out she's of her peasant blouse her and clothes. her dundle <laughs> and it and it suits her I have to say yeah it's a good outfit um yeah yeah it's a pretty one of the classic Gabby outfits it's not my favorite of her many outfits I think my favorite of her outfits is probably the one that she <laughs> the one wearing. <laughs> This is bad. The one with the least fabric. Oh dear. Is that the reason why I like it the most? I don't know, maybe. Uh, but basically Gabrielle's outfits get, you know, the the amount of fabric used in them gets less and less as the series goes on. Yeah, it's in, it's in an inverse proportion to her confidence and competence. And That's what it is, fight, yeah. Fightiness, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But she's not got her, so, yeah, she's not still not got a staff. She gets that in the next episode along with the outfit. So it's a bit weird... The continuity continuity wise, it's yeah, a bit odd. Because yeah, yeah. Anyway. Who, who knows? Who knows why that happened? Um, anyway, uh, so Zena and Gabrielle engage in some sort of chatty banter as per usual, um, and I couldn't be bothered to write about it because it was all about well, heterosexuality. Uh, well, yeah, it was about it's uh, as usual. They introduce the the sort of sub theme of the episode, which is Gabrielle looking for love. Mm. Yes. Um. Which was in episode two, right? Um, this was actually the third episode to be written, mm. although it was uh, produced and screened much later in the series, in the season. Mm. So the fact, okay. so that that similarity to the opening of episode two is maybe not a coincidence then. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, so, um, so, that, so they're chatting about this and Gabrielle's kind of looking at this couple uh, saying, oh, what she got that I haven't got, oh, apart from love and Apart from that and... sort of gross-looking man <laughs> yeah. with the bad hair. Yeah. You know. um, and th- th- but this is this chat- chatter's interrupted because as Gabrielle goes to pick her own apple off the tree, uh, an arrow whizzes towards the tree and kind of pierces, a, not not the apple she's holding, but, but one, one next to it. And, and lo and behold, it's William Tell. Our... Warlords of the week. So we've had our king of the week. We've had Celesta, who's kind of a god, yep. and we've got um, warlord of the week, who it's introduces himself. Week. I'm Toxius. Yeah, bet you are, pal. I bet you bet are. You are. Most, most men don't admit to that straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm tox, Toxius masculinitas. Yeah, he says Toxius um, shock <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. 
That's what he'll get from all his opening wins later. <laughs> oh, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so to- Toxius is there with his with his bunch of merry men, and they do actually look as if they're wearing um, kind of hand-me-down outfits from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, as a, as a little side note. Um, all kind of leather and it's not not very nice. Um, anyway, he's there to invite Xena to join his band because he saw her fighting Corinth that time and he wants her on side. And um, now we get the first of a, of many fight, fight, fight sequences this episode. I've, fight, I've, fight, fight. I've written it as record. I'm going to have to do a jingle for fight, 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 I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so she she defeats him with, with you know, no, not not breaking a sweat, really. Uh, but he won't take defeat for an answer, and he comes after her with a little dagger. So naturally, she's oh, not the shit again. She kebabs him yep. and gives the sword a good wiggle. She gives the sword a good little twist around to make sure he's he's really done. And as they walk off, she kind of oh, it's a waste of a good death. Um, but oh knows, he not dead. Yeah, because we know what Zena doesn't know that um, Celeste has been captured. Her John Lewis candle is out of her reach and it's burning down. And if that candle burns out, then it's the death of death itself. Mm. Which, Which is not know, as much fun as it sounds. Yeah. Um, I, th- I don't think you have to think it through very ha- very far before you realise that this is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, log- logistically, go, if nothing else, it's... That's Sisyphus for you. He's just a bit of a selfish dick. He is. You know. But I mean, to be fair to him, like, this is not a natural death. He's not dying of a disease or old age. He's been... Zeus has sent Celesta to get him because... um, Oh, just as a punishment. Yeah, because Zeus is pissed off about something to do with water. Which I've looked this up and it's something about Sisyphus made a deal with a water nymph or something, and that pissed off Zeus mm. for some reason, and you know, so that maybe answers the question of why we never see Celesta ever, because maybe she's only sent out uh, for specific like hitman jobs. Ah, uh, could be. Um, and not be. to for everyone who ever dies, because like we've seen people die constantly in this program, <laughs> yeah, and true. never seen any sign of her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So maybe she's yeah, actually let's, just let's... like the gods hitman um, to come up and like... But you'd think Zeus could like just whip a thunderbolt down or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not important. Narrative purposes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not important right now. Um, what is important is we, we suddenly get rumble, rumble, smoke and thunder and shaky camera work. And here comes Hades in his chariot. Yeah. Um, and Hades explains how Xena recognises him. I don't know. So it appears they haven't met, but he he kind of turns up. Himself. Zena Hades. just knows everything. It's the sound. It's yeah. the cries of Prometheus. You know, it's like she just knows yeah, everything that, again, that ever happens, and she knows everyone. She's apparently met Sisyphus before, but then that makes sense yeah. because we know that we know from a previous episode that she fought at Corinth, which is where Sisyphus is the king of. Mm. Um, so that sort anyway, of so does make sense Hades establishes here he explains Celeste is his sister um, her role is death and she, and he wants Xena to go and rescue her otherwise her eternal flame will die um, quick note that's not what eternal means yeah. Hades but is this die, burning eternal. an eternal flame well, eternal suffering, eternal suffering will ensue. So that, quoting, that kind of ties in. I'm just quoting Bangle song. I know. Which to me is one of the yes. most romantic songs in the world. Like, oh my God, even to this day. Gotta love the Bangles. Okay. No, seriously, right? Sure. When I was a kid, my sister had this on a, on a, my sister had this on a mixtape. And whenever it came on, I was like, oh mm. my God, this will be me one day. I will oh. have that. I'm going to find someone oh, who loves have. me as much as that song. And I did, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, would you this... Like me um, to do a, sorry, go on. Would you like me to do a cover version of it with a ukulele and kazoo? Because I, I will do that for you. Yeah, do that. Um, okay. So this is marks the first appearance in the um, Xena slash Hercules universe of Eric Thompson as Hades. Yes. Um... So he's in it quite a lot, actually. He's in it a fair bit. 
he gets recast later. <laughs> but um, yeah, good old Eric Thompson. He's a local boy to me. He's, Who is he? Yeah, he's from. I'll just. I mean, I double check it, but I'm pretty sure he's from Inverness, and uh, huh. moved to New Zealand as a child. So I'm claiming him. There you go. Uh, Hades is from Inverness. Yep. Yeah, I'm right. Yep, he's from Inverness. So, so that explains Correct. why his accent is a bit not. <laughs> it's a bit funny sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah it's a little. It's a, it travels a bit, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, so he's just like My him. Accent. He's travelled around. He's been all. Yeah. He's been all over the world. So, anyway, so pre- yeah. we we assume we assume from the next shot that that Zena's accepted the gig um, because they're they're travelling on. Uh, Zena and Gabriella are travelling on. They come across a group of dying stroke, not dying travellers heading for a hospital looking for some sort of comfort um and there are people there who clearly ought to be dead who who haven't been able to die because mm. um death is in chains as is, uh, as in the title of the episode exactly <laughs> exactly well spotted <laughs> so Zena's getting the, getting the lowdown on, what, on what's happened what's going on and so on um gabrielle's off tending to the tending to the wounded and she's assisted in um do you know I've written down ministrations, but but mm, fanfic has ruined that word. You can't for use me. that word. No, you can't use the word that word. Ministrations so should her, be banned. In her efforts <laughs> by potential soulmate of the week. Anyway, it turns out that, that that this guy is he's something of a bard like Gabrielle. He's uh, he tells tales instead of administering an anaesthetic, um, and they must be really dull tales because they they work. <laughs> so Gabrielle is instantly smitten with this, this guy who is you know is obviously something like a bard, and and she tells him that she likes his uh, bedside manner. And he introduces mm-hmm. himself as Talus. So our new potential male soulmate of the week for Gabrielle is. Talus. Everyone say hello to Talus. Hi, Talus. Um, hey. So, this is, uh, I don't find this guy as a, I don't find this potential male soulmate of the week as objectionable as all the rest. No, he's nice, actually. I quite like him. Yeah, uh, I, I, what I find, like, the character is a nice enough chap. And yeah. what I find less objectionable about this smooshing mm. together of him and Gabrielle is that at least his, at least he has a personality that Makes sense as to why yes, she would like him, and, and they're kind of age appropriate and as well. They have something isn't, in isn't common. Always the case, yeah. Which is not case. yeah. And they have something in common, which is that they're both yeah. like stories, and yeah, and he's he's quite pleasant looking. Um, he's got floppy nineties boy band hair, but yeah. you know, can't can't blame him for that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm okay like, with I'll this. Tell us. I'm okay with this. Yeah. This one, I will. I will let them have this. If this okay. was the only thing they had done, if this was the only yeah. <laughs> potential male soulmate that they are shoving down our throats, you see, I don't mind people being heterosexual, but why do they have to do it in public? <laughs> why do they have to inflict um, it on our children? Why do they have to? Why can't they just do it in the privacy of their own homes where they don't offend anyone? I don't mind what people do as long as they don't do it in the forum and, and scare the centaurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the forum, that's Roman in the Agora. Um, yeah. Anyway, so while while Gabrielle's flirting over the infected wound with, with Talus, um, Zena tells Gabrielle to bring water and it's clearly an urgent task. So Zena takes some time to stroll down to the stream and she flirts with Talus and la, 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 who gives her a flower... <laughs> Uh, while people are busy not dying, but just be you know being very uncomfortable, and while she's there, she gets captured by Toxius the undead. Mm, but luckily, Zena, Zena, presumably having got bored of waiting for the water to arrive, has followed her there, and we get our second fight, fight, fight of the episode with the same bloody guy. With the same bloody guy, um, and he he basically says, "Hi, you can't kill me. I'm a god now." Lol, you're not. You're actually not. Yeah, but you know, and, pretty um, far from it. Actually, Toxius Masculinitius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in one of my favourite ever uses of the chakram, which I'd, I'd forgotten about. <laughs> oh, this is um, really lame. Zena, Zena, <laughs> Zena bowls a googly or or something, 
and puts puts a heck of a spin on it and basically uses the chakram as a circular sword. Yeah, right. I was like, that's not how the chakram works. I saw. The I was chakram like, works. The chakram works exactly how Xena needs it to work. At any time, so she, yeah. At any time. Uses God. it as a circular sword to drop a tree trunk on him, to trap traps him under a tree trunk, leaving oh. him like a beetle on its back. Yeah, that's him. Basically. That's him stymied now, isn't it? I mean I know, yeah. he'll never escape. He could from never there. possibly escape from this fiberglass tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, except he does. Yeah, obviously he does. Um so this yeah. is the this is Gabrielle being captured by a baddie again. How many times does yes. this happen? It happens at least twice in this episode. Yeah. Um, so I'm really and glad again, that... Same, same, same warrior. Same guy. I'm really glad that same next warlord. week they teach her to fight. I mean, spoilers, if you've never watched the series before, next week Gabrielle gets, mm. Gabrielle gets some fighting lessons, so she's less useless. Uh, so Yeah, she's less of a... Hostage risk, isn't she? Yeah. After, after next week, she's a security risk, really. A security risk to Zena's operation. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Now there, there's a there's a there's a scene that follows that uh, something to do with Sisyphus, but that's when I noticed the beard but no tash, and that's all I wrote down. Um, <laughs> so I I don't know what happened in that scene, but there there was some flannel with Sisyphus. Um, and when we come back, Toxius has escaped from under his his um, fiberglass tree uh, and he's gone to find his own men um, and it turns out they were really rubbish because he just killed well doesn't kill them because yeah, mortally wounds in chains but but he mortally wounds each of them in turn the same move a, a sword through the ribs yeah um and th- this is where we get our rhubarb of the yeah, week yeah i noticed uh, this and it, and it goes <laughs> Blah blah blah. We're alive. Blah blah blah. Undead forever. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Which is, <laughs> so that's a good one. A classic, classic rhubarb this week. That's a classic rhubarbing. Yeah, love it. I like my rhubarb. I do like my rhubarb. Mm-hmm. Um. So. So yeah, I mean they, they've now they discovered were fucking useless. Yeah, they were shit. absolutely moronic, and also everything about mm-hmm. what they're doing is stupid. Because yes. their plan now is to go and is to go and get death for themselves, and ca- yeah. and keep death hostage so that she can never kill them. Um, but to be honest, like that's just increasing the likelihood of her being released, yeah, isn't that it? Not happening. To be honest, it's sort yeah. of increasing, like because like what they have to do, like it would be a much better idea for them to try and kill Zena. Who is on their way to try and get rid of it? But no, what they actually try to do is to go and get death for themselves. So what, release her and then recapture her? Uh, I don't think you've got go the and, brains for that, Toxius. I'm not going to lie. Go and capture death, who is being held securely by the cleverest man in the kingdom. Yeah, from where she has only hours, possibly minutes, left to live, and yeah. then death will be gone forever. The Why morons. don't we, a band of completely incompetent warlords, <laughs> go and improve that situation? Yeah. Fuckwits, man. Yeah. So, yet another poor business model. Yeah, very poor. So, off they, off they ride, off they ride towards towards Corinth. Who would have thought also on their way the to Corinth, warlord guys were stupid? Also, I know. Also on their way to Corinth are Xena and Gabrielle, who are escorting this this band of uh, people who are really really proper poorly oh, they're so poorly um, no one gave <laughs> no one gave him two pounds a month it's a running gag people <laughs> i hate the word poorly so and, and for, sadly for you you didn't you didn't get the beginning of the gag we've just launched straight <laughs> into the running joke <laughs> i'm afraid you're gonna have to live with that yeah. um so as as they head towards Corinth, Gabrielle is is wanging on to Zena about how wonderful Talis is, and and Zena says, "Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty nice." And then, understandably, she just fucks off to Corinth on a horse. Cause, yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, if that's osten- your two choices, ostensibly, ostensibly, because she's got other other stuff to do quite urgently. But I'm I'm fairly sure it's because I I really don't want to listen to this. Oh, she's just sick of the heterosexuality. <laughs> mood. Zena gets Hashtag sick mood, of the se- heterosexuality and fucks off to Corinth alone to yeah. to give uh, you know give Talis and Gabrielle a bit of time together. Uh, so what what happens? What happens next? What happens? Well, they next? go to the little oh. hospital place where um, yeah, 
Gabrielle meets an old woman. Quite like this old woman. Yes. Decent, decent yeah, she's guest good. actress here, this old woman, who tells her a sob yeah. story about how she was halfway dead. She was halfway across the river. And then she yeah. get yanked back to this shitty existence and she seemed so unhappy about it. She was like, I was nearly across... I was crossing over and then I wound up back here. And she's just like so distraught about it. And like, I mean, uh, fair enough. You think you're about to escape yeah. this shitty existence. And then some <laughs> bastard wangs you right back. I mean. Oh, was... that's like um, Buffy, isn't it? Yes. That, that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, it's like... And, the... and it only transpires in the musical episode. Yeah. But yeah, thanks, guys. I was kind thanks, of in Thanks, guys. Heaven. I was fine. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you bastards. Why couldn't you just leave me alone? I think I was in heaven. That's the one. Well done. Oh. I think, I think you. Yeah. Yeah. The Buffy musical episode, which owed a great deal to the Xena musical episode, quite frankly. Indeed. Unacknowledged. But, but much much better it wasn't better excuse me i think it was i don't think it was a lot better i think the xena musical episode is one of the finest episodes of this show well fight 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 (laughs) genuinely like genuinely (laughs) like i'm not even being i'm I'm not even just trying to be perverse here i honestly think we'll get to that in we'll get to that in season three a year and a half time yeah let's go yeah in the meantime Toxius's guys are following both Xena and Gabrielle and Talus. Xena gets rid of hers with no trouble. Um, she carry, she uses her frequently utilised trick of hiding in a, hiding in a tree like a lethal owl, and then <laughs> dropping on them. So she gets she gets rid of them. Um, breaks into the castle. Does her. This is one of my favourite Xena things. One of my favourite Xena tropes um, from the show is where she. Breaks into somewhere, or there's a, or in a bar, in a tavern, whatever, and there's a series of of guys ready to take her out, and she just nonchalantly biffs them unconscious without breaking her stride yeah. and, or Class. you know breaking a sweat. I, I that's a, a thing I love about Xena. So she does this, she takes out the takes out the security. Um, Sisyphus for some reason is really excited to learn that that Xena's in the hood because it adds a bit of spice did you, I guess. sorry did you just say Xena's um, in the hood I did say Xena's <laughs> in the hood this is some, this is a show from the 90s you're the, act like it will you're you? the whitest woman I've ever met <laughs> <laughs> don't say things like that ever again <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, actually. That's fair. <laughs> right. So yeah, but oh, no, he oh, thinks he's got it. He's you know himself. he's got a tra- <laughs> he's got he's he's got his traps. You see, right? So he just does the he does the Mister Burns when someone asks for a race thing, and just pulls yes. the lever for the trap door, and whoa, there she goes, and um, she she is saved by hanging on to the hand of a decomposed skeleton, which for it's some reason has got enough like collagen left in it that the bone doesn't immediately just drop off <laughs> and you know what i i um i timed this i know you like you like to time the um the, the death the death jab thing the, the the pressure points i timed xena falling she was falling for 10 seconds so how many meters is a, that used... 490 that's a long ass way ha- it's half a kilometer underground. Motherfucker. So <laughs> capacious cellars <laughs> and or dungeons. You've got some dungeons in that place. I know. Wow. So as she's falling, as you say, she manages to grab onto something without dislocating her shoulder or, or the sh- or initially the, the skeleton. skeleton whose shoulder she's grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> the skeleton's been there for about forty years by the looks of it. But no, the show is audacious, isn't it's it? Great. I, it's great. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and when it does finally give way, thank, thankfully the ground's only um, well, presumably maybe maybe ten meters below her because that, that makes it a nice a round, nice round five hundred and fifty. A nice round uh, half five hundred meters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mysteriously, there is still daylight down there. <laughs> How? What? How? Why? Oh, vents, vents, mirrors. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they do it with mirrors. Well, that makes sense. Sisyphus, he's a magician. They do it with mirrors. 
well indeed there is a lot of they do of mirrors in this in this episode um where where are we with our with our oh i don't know sidekick sidekick oh so gabrielle gabrielle and this is why you need to take notes friend oh yeah good point gabrielle and talus have made it into the thing because talus used to live in the he used to live in the castle his mother was a servant there i assume Yes. And later on, he's like, you were always really good to my, my mother and me. And I'm like, mm, it's says if he's actually his father. Mm, interesting. Um, oh. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think so. I don't know, but there was a lot of that, wasn't there? Surely. There was probably quite a lot of that nonsense going on. You know? Um, kings illegitimately yeah, fathering we, babies well, we, with their yeah, serving we, girls. We kind of, we've kind of alluded to it, I guess, <laughs> before. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I, I don't. I, there's no, there's no evidence. No, no, that's just there's me. No I've just made that up. Don't worry. Like, don't yeah. want to. Not, we're not cancelling Sisyphus. Yeah. So even, even <sighs> as they tiptoe through the castle, Talos is still chatting up Gabrielle, and he says, "I've, I've never met a girl who knows every line of Sophocles by heart." Yeah, so, but well, she's not like actually, other girls. No. She's not. She's not like <laughs> other girls. <laughs> I've, I've never met a girl who knows all of, of uh, Sophocles by heart. Have you? No, I think it would be impossible, wouldn't no. it? Because a lot of Sophocles has been lost. So Gab- Gabriel was Gabriel, probably the last, presumably the last person who was able to do the this. last person in the in, on Earth who knew all of Sophocles. <laughs> yeah, mm. but um, um, anyway, yeah. in the middle of that, they're they're confronted by by thugs, and they they make a run for it. But as this is, would well, you know what I'd written down? This is the crib of Sisyphus, but that's the kind of thing I'm not allowed to say now, isn't it? Yeah, you're no, you're not allowed to say that. Just stop. Okay, I won't Just say stop that with then. that shit. Actually, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put As my it, hand is... up and say no. You may use the vernacular of your own country. The end. <laughs> this this is the uh, <laughs> literally the castle. Yeah, literally the castle of Sisyphus, the trickster. So the stairs turn into a some kind of slide. For some reason, um, Talus disappears. Mysteriously, no one else does. They all just keep keep running like in Scooby Doo. Um, yeah, like what? Like who did that? Does that just go on and off? Is that like I know? Is, every is it, every third? Do you have to time it? Like if you're trying to get through, get past like a womp block in Super Mario, is time it correctly? Yeah, I, maybe <laughs> or every, every every third or fourth set of feet triggers it i don't know it's just, i don't know it's mental um, um so yeah he goes sliding turn, down. turns out he goes sliding down this um fun flume slide thing and he emerges in the dungeon where xena is waiting for him with, with a sword because she doesn't know who's coming but it's it's okay it's just talus yeah um actually so looking, wait, looking let's, for a, can i just yeah. go back to something this is a content i've yeah. just been thinking about this this is a major continuity mm. error What's that? Well, the thing about Sophocles. Um, oh, God. Because Sophocles was a contemporary of Euripides, right? Who... Nerd. Yeah, well, he was. And in a few episodes time, <laughs> okay. we're going to meet Euripides as a, like, 18-year-old at the Athens City Academy of the Performing Bards. So how is Look, Sophocles is, is... written a whole lot of shit when he's... No, never mind. <laughs> Well, in in the same way that the show meets Mary and Joseph and David and Goliath and Julius Caesar and and and, Jesus. and yeah yeah um, <laughs> and there, there, there's a, there's an there's an acronym for this that was used in the olden olden days oh, on um, on the fan on the fandom sites, which is that this is what we call a yaxi. A yeah. It's yet another Xena inconsistency. Yay! Woo! It's a yaxi. Class. There we go. Right. It was our, our first, our first yaxi of the of the season. I didn't remember that at all. Do you remember it now? Has it come back to you? Maybe. Yeah, it might be. Uh, I mean, I remember ministrations more. <laughs> well, that yeah, ministrations was from fanfic. Yaxi yeah. was from discourse. Um, I think I probably spent I more time from... with fanfic than with discourse. <laughs> I I used to read Whoosh a lot. Whoosh dot org mm. um, was kind of the 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 authoritative. It was a peer reviewed peer reviewed website. <laughs> 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 no, there, there was some good discourse on that <laughs> before discourse became really annoying yeah anyway so they're down in the dungeon 
Hearing what sounds like a dripping tap, Xena deduces the presence of a trapdoor because, obviously, pff, I don't know. Um, so they well, she can they make hear their water way through dripping. the tunnels. She can hear water, and then they make their way into basically mm. a sewer. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they they shank their way out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big shank moment. Yeah, um, mm. but meanwhile, Gabrielle was hiding from Toxius behind a curtain pay no attention to the bard behind the curtain um, <laughs> but uh, there was also a giant fucking rat back there with her massive oh yeah she gets a winston smith moment doesn't she oh rat man that rat is big um and i listen the yeah. thing is though that i really like rats so i was like oh you cute little rat you know, oh, really but a bad fry. thing happens to the rat. Yeah, bad but bad thing happens to rat. Yeah, but well, okay. So the rat comes out from behind the curtain, thereby saving Gabrielle's bacon because the Toxius just assumes that the squeaking he heard was, oh, just, it was the just rat. The rat. And then he just yeah. kills. He just stabs the rat for no reason. But the thing is that we continue to hear it squeaking and shit. So are we to take it that death with is in the chains, death in chains, that even animals can't die, even when squished under the boot of a warlord? So that sucks, man. And I hope and and at the end of the episode we see her going around touching all the warlord guys and and that the rats. Uh, I hope she comes back for the rat and doesn't just leave it to suffer. Squealing, squealing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But then, see, that's the rat. The presence of the rat is a little bit of foreshadowing because the Talos and Zena in the sewers, and then people just like oh, yeah, someone. Mid- mid- Someone in the Mitchell production, Shank. yeah. Someone yes. in the production team just literally pours a bowl of rats onto them, like <laughs> or a bucket of rats. That's all. It just gets poured down. So I've got this quote from Lucy Lawless, yeah, um, about the rats. Uh, she said, um, uh, "I thought they'd be using lovely little lab rats, and I just let them dump these crates of vermin on me in a fiberglass sewer. <laughs> I was supposed to dive hard to the bottom of the pipe as soon as I felt them on me, but there was a long trail of slime at the bottom of the pile, so I didn't really want Uh-oh. to. I left two inches between me and the pipe, just resting on my elbows and toes. I dropped my head, and they just kept dumping rats." Um, these so rats had planking. She's planking in a sewer while someone pours rats yeah. on her. <laughs> these rats had all nestled on my body, nestled into my cleavage and legs. Yeah, it was so disgusting. I this. And they stunk. They just pooed everywhere. It was really harrowing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, you dine out on these stories and you laugh a lot afterwards, but it was far more disturbing than I thought it would be. I don't know what I was thinking. I think you were thinking you were 26 and this was your first major acting role. You'll do what they say. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, rats. Yay! Um, yeah. But I mean, these were, these are not, obviously they're not, at, they were they were actually tame rats they were, that they were chucking on, on her, you know? Mm. Um, because they were quite sweet, actually, didn't they? Well, they yeah, they, they weren't really bothered. Tame rat, like, uh, yeah. as, the, uh, as the proper term is, fancy rats. Um, fancy rats not because they are fancy but because they're rats bred for the rat fancy you know yeah the the hobby of rat fancy um yeah i've had lots i've had many pet rats i've got cats now so i can't really keep rats at the same time it would be very wouldn't be very fair wouldn't be very fair for the rats they would be stressed out all the time um yeah but yeah i've had loads of rats man rats are a great pet rats are a rat is as intelligent as a dog but but in the wrong way (laughs) That's why we got the cat. <laughs> well, true. you know, I That's had a true. mouse in our. We had a mouse in the cupboard under the stairs, and the cats were fucking useless. Absolutely no help. So, oh, your cats are over domesticated. They are. They're useless bastards. They wear bow ties. Yeah, they do actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my cat's a farm boy. Yeah, you knew what to do. So <laughs> they get out of the tube of rats. Whoop de do. Um, Observed by Caris, who is Mrs. Sisyphus. Yeah, she's from Cardiff. Uh, Caris, <laughs> Caris. Caris from Cardiff. King King Sisyphus and uh, Lady Caris. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
Um, on the way out of the sewer, Talos has... Um, we've got to mention this before. He has, he has a funny turn. He clutches his chest. He has a, a nasty twinge. Um, so he, he's obviously very poorly. Proper poorly. Proper poorly. Um, <laughs> and, and Xena's on to him. Uh, she realises straight away that he's he's dying, mm. um, or would be, if it weren't for the fact that they were living through um, challenging and unprecedented times. As they say. As they do say. Yeah. And, like, it's quite... It's, de- it's a sort of decent-ish twist, isn't it? Uh, because yeah. even though we met him with a group of dying people on their way to basically yes, a sort, hospice... We've sort of assumed he's a healer, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, I think that... Most people had assumed that. So, um, do you know what this is? Mm. Uh, Ivan, this is a what is this? This is a whole new thing. This is a whole new concept that Xena introduced to the world called straight baiting, uh, where you uh, <laughs> yes. where you introduce <laughs> a potential heterosexual romance, only yes. to have it end very quickly and tragically. See how you like it. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> This is our lived experience. Yep. So yeah, for Sit once, in armchair and, and watch this for once. Yeah. Well, not even for once because they do this a lot more than once, actually. <laughs> yeah, they do. Did you know that? I suppose really well, the thing they, with Marcus was about this too. I was going to say they did it. Did it with Marcus? It was Marcus. They're going to do um, it again. They're going to do it again and again. Yeah, um, they are. So shame, shame, yeah, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> what a shame! Those all those poor men yeah. that die for the sake of the tragedy, and. Bless her, Zena at this point declares a conflict of interest. She says, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm meant, I'm meant to be um, restoring death because it's the right thing, thing for the world, but but Gabrielle really likes you. My girlfriend really likes you. <laughs> awkward, awkward. Orks town, um, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll discover. She she overcomes that that um, dilemma. Well, it's, it's not really a dilemma because dilemma. to him it's not a dilemma either. He really, you know." He's in. That's the thing, right? It's a bit inconsistent. It's another Yaxi. A bit inconsistent. Yeah. Um, the consequences of this death business, because some mm. people seem to be in constant pain, like the yeah. guy with the rock slide and Talus. Even he's like, whatever, yeah. whatever it is that's wrong and with the, him. And the woman who was halfway across the and river. the woman that was halfway across before she got yoinked back. You know. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Toxius and his crew are going about with massive mortal wounds uh, wide open on their bodies and just going, ha ha ha, undead forever and experiencing no side effects. (laughs) Yeah, experiencing no side effects of it at all. So maybe Mm. they're just too evil to feel pain. Maybe this is all the adrenaline from being immortal. That'll be it. That'll be it. As soon as they get bored, they'll be like, oh, this this actually twinges a bit, old chap. Actually, that's quite sore. It's actually a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it's actually a touch uncomfortable, old chap. <laughs> so, Karis, having having seen all of this and presumably heard all the stuff about, actually, I welcome death. Death will come as a friend to me. All that kind of stuff. Realizes that Sisyphus has actually done quite a terrible thing yeah. in chaining death. So she's a bit of a drama queen about it. She says, "Well, how about if I give myself a mortal wound?" And um, even even that doesn't doesn't move. Yeah, Sisyphus. emotional manipulation. Yeah, doesn't doesn't work. <laughs> but because, it doesn't work yet. Know. the The next bit of emotional manipulation yeah. does work because um, oh, yeah, that's true. Karis, Karis from Cardiff, um, she <laughs> hooks up with Zena and Talus, and they trickled Sisyphus into accidentally putting her into a cage, and then yes, Talus he thinks he's capturing thinks he's capturing Zena, but it's actually yeah. Karis. And then Talus comes out and feeds him his sob story about how he really how he longs for death because uh, birth is a curse and existence is a prison. Um, <laughs> and um, and uh, Sisyphus sees the error of his ways after this but, because of say, the sob have, story. Having, having first basically said, but what about me? Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> but what about me? Yeah. Um, yeah, so so Talus is all very noble about it, and and Zena appeals to Brand Sisyphus. She says, "Well, basically, do you want to be remembered as a douche or not a douche?" Yeah, douche um, or that's, a good that's guy. Which well. is it? Yeah, I'll I'll be remembered as not a douche. Okay, I'll, but he does kind of suggest that he he has got something else up his sleeve. Okay, and then that that doesn't really come to anything. I don't remember he that says, part. Oh, well, okay, okay, 
Yeah, no, he hints at it, but it's a little continuity thing. Alright. Anyway, so they Well, no, they it might not be actually they... it might not be a continuity thing because um the say the episode of Hercules that aired in the same week as this also had Sisyphus in it. So maybe uh, okay. he goes on to do something in Hercules that we don't know about because we not watched it. Could be. No, we're not gonna watch that. No, fuck no. Um, Jesus. So they, they kind go of podcast to go and release the <laughs> not that kind. Not that kind. Um, madam, we are not that kind of podcast. <laughs> they go. They go to release Celeste, but as they're doing it, enter Toxius. Um, get off that demigod! And here we go. He he captures Gabrielle as a hostage again. 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 Oh, it's not boring at all. But Zena uses the it's old. Okay. The old routine. Well. Of Sisyphus lets <laughs> Sisyphus lets off an indoor firework. No, no, no. no. Zena t- does her does her routine first. Of it. wouldn't it be better to have me as a hostage than that scrawny kid? Ha ha oh, ha! Yeah. <laughs> and then Toxius like, yeah, you're right, and tosses Gabrielle to the side. So you've actually given up your hostage before you've got anything there, Toxius. You fucking moron. Um, well, we've established that already. And then Sisyphus sets off his firework and there's a big fight, 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 Gabrielle, Gabrielle gets herself captured again. Third time, this is third time's a charm, chum. For sake. And this is nice. Here we get the chakram doing whatever Xena wants it to do again because she sends the chakram to disarm Toxius, knocks the dagger out of his hand. And it spins off, it ricochets off, breaks the bonds of death, so no one has to touch Celesta to, to free her, so no one has to die doing that. Um, and we know that everything is fine again, because Celesta's John Lewis candle that has burnt down to a, a stump grows in a highly suggestive fashion <laughs> and becomes long and um, phallic again. And inevitably, death ensues. And she uses it to go fuck Toxius. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so she what? Yeah, she wafts around the room, tapping people on the back as, in a lethal game of it. Bet, bet, you're it. it. You're it. Yeah. Well, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sisyphus finally mans up and says, "Well, come and get me then." And, you know, and what? You know, maybe he's got something up his sleeve. I don't know. But, uh, I'll, Celeste maybe kind of... I'll look it up. What happens in the Hercules yeah. episode? Yeah. But they, she, um, she, she then just says, changes yeah, her you're mind. You're okay. Don't don't worry about it. Your your time will come. But first, yeah. someone else needs me. She then just totally changes her mind and is like, "Okay, I know. Uh, well, I won't take you then. It's all cool." So Ta- Talus is the someone else who needs her first, and he walks towards her. And Gabrielle is, "What the fuck?" Uh, Talus, yeah, what? she's like, "What? What?" You're gonna die. What? Since and, uh, when? <laughs> yeah, and she, and he he explains it. So yeah, I probably should have mentioned this before. Sorry about that. <laughs> and she gets she gets all all impassioned, and she she's so sad and so cute and many so, tears. Oh. And then yeah. um, we get this is the first. This is another a big first in this episode. The first time that um, Zena hugs Gabriel. First time they hug. Is it? Yes, yeah, as far as I remember. Had Do you remember so. them hugging before? I don't remember them hugging before. Actually, yeah, I think oh, this no, is their first. Have to watch the first first yeah, episodes again. Watch the first eight, first, watch first eight episodes again <laughs> and see if he hugs. Uh, listeners, write yeah. in. Uh, probably right. Send us a little tweet if we're wrong, and I will not reply yeah. to you. And <laughs> pretend that I didn't see it. Passed. No, yeah. um, yeah. So, so that's and the quite other, nice. The other, there's another odd little inconsistency here. So when Celeste goes round and taps. Toxius and his his thugs on the shoulder. They go. They just and drop die, right? Dead. Talus walks into the light with Celesta. Yeah. With choral swelling, choral yeah. music and harps are twanging and, doesn't and all of leave, that. Doesn't um, dies young, but does not leave a good looking corpse because he takes it with him. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Self clearing. Yeah. <laughs> this, castle, this castle is a self clearing zone. <laughs> So yeah, and well, yeah, because you can just yeah. stick Toxius and the guys just open the door, open the floor, and send them down into the five half a kilometer down into the dungeon and let them rot down there. Um, yeah, try try not to snag on any hanging tag- skeletons yeah, on the way down. Pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So that and that's the episode. So we it. we end with Zena comforting Gabrielle and Gabrielle being a bit 
bit sniffly and with no um lab rats being harmed in the well no not lab rats but uh, no, no rats it was it said um no what was it no cocktail size rats or something oh, yeah. like it was a weird it was a bit it, it was, was a but, strange but no, no rats harmed in the making of this, um, of this episode what did it say i'm gonna check it, it's worth waiting these last few awkward oh, seconds oh i know for, I, I, bet. To find out. Um, I can't remember it's on the. It's on. Oh, here we go. No jumbo sized cocktail rats were harmed during the production of this motion picture. I've looked yes. up what happens in the next episode, in the episode of Hercules that Sisyphus appears in immediate, oh, yeah. immediately after this one. And okay. um, that episode is called uh, Highway to Hades, which is a. That's a nice, nice. wee pun, isn't it? And in that episode, yeah. Hercules has to um, drag Sisyphus back to Tartarus after he tricks someone into taking his place there. So yeah. unknown in the franchise, unknown how Sisyphus died and why and when, yeah, uh, and what the fucking deal was with him. Bit of a just another another wee inconsistency, I guess. Yeah. So. Anyway, his his work in the in the Xenoverse is is done. I no, guess. it's not actually. Um, so it's not oh actually. God. Well, do you not remember for this episode? For this, well, yeah, I had a feeling we'd be same again because yeah, I I remember him more clearly than I remember most of these kind of one-off. <laughs> yeah, um, he's in a season God two stroke, episode. King Stroke Warlords. He's in a, yeah, a season thought, two episode called be. Ten Little Warlords. Oh. Yep. That's something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah, something to look forward to. I think he's recast, though, yeah. but the character appears again. So. Anyway, oh, okay. so... Um, I, I, I quite I like this episode. Yeah, I, I think right. there's, there's quite a lot going on. I quite like a little bit of philosophical... Death isn't always bad. Yeah. Death is needed, and blah 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 blah. A little bit of that. Um, some good rub, some good fight, fight, fight. Some good rhubarb. Really good rhubarbing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm dead forever. <laughs> <laughs> blah blah. Classic rhubarbing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and, um, I think it's quite decent. quite a sympathetic potential soulmate of the week. Quite like Talos. Yeah, he was all right. Uh, I'll, I'll give him. I'll get. This is the one that I'll give them. I'll allow this. Yeah, you know okay. all the rest. Nah, fuck off. <laughs> but hey, this do you remember one, he, he's okay. going to get a Talus? Talus is going to get a shout out later on. Yeah, he gets a wee call back. He does just he by does. name. No, don't don't actually ever see him again. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But so yeah, but, yeah. Cool. Remember, remember Talus. Remember me. Sorry. So <laughs> I'm. So what, what's your drama. what's your what's the bard's eye view? What's um, the bard's eye view on Death in Chains? Seven, I would say seven. I was going to say seven as well. Hey, we are as ever of one mind, my learned colleague. Very often of one mind, not quite as ever, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we share one brain cell between us. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a massive brain cell, though. Oh, so huge! Yeah, stretches yeah. the six hundred miles or whatever the distance is between us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there we go. There we go. That that was death in chains. Death is no longer in chains. The world is restored to whatever it's meant to be. Yep. Um, and we go onwards to the next episode to meet yeah. the Amazons. Yeah. Very exciting. Very, Very exciting times much ahead. Exciting. So next episode, yeah. Hooves and Harlots. Yes. Classic alliterative episode. Yeah. Yeah. So join us then. And... Um, Enjoy the rest of your viewing. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye. say enjoy the rest of your viewing one two three hello i'm professor flimflam she's wonko and this is episode nine of bard's eye view the xena warrior princess podcast that uh, affectionately rewatches. and um oh what was i gonna say let's start again no never <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it well,
this is this is a good this is good fodder for the new uh, the new segment at the end where I put in okay. your bloopers. So all right, let's do that then. Class, right? Okay, let's start again. Uh, you don't need another clap for this, do you? Because you. No, we've had the clap already, one. love.